S S Children of the slums and the sets. Uh, what's going on, Cassius? How you feeling today, man? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm good, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you for agreeing to do this in the first place, man. We we had a really good talk at the beginning of this year, man. And I knew just from hearing you talk that I wanted to sit down with you and just discuss everything, man. Politics, rap, like you got the type of bag where you can pull out any of them at any time. So definitely. Yeah. So man, I, I wanted to politics do and hip hop. That's my, that, that's my trio right there. Oh man. That's the, the <laughs> holy triumvirate right there, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, well, look, man, we got a lot that we could focus on and I, I wanted us to, we talked about it. We wanted it to be kind of timeless. We don't want to, be too confined by what's going on, but you know, there's some things going on right now that I think we should, you know, bring some attention to, man. So uh, I wanted to get your thoughts, man. Have you been, I know you've been hearing about it out there where you at, man. What's your thoughts on the, you know, the vaccine, man, to, to do or not do? What's, what's up? I actually did like a deep dive this morning and I read up on like the whole history of uh, our relationship with like um, medical trials, um, being experimented on both voluntarily and against our will. Mm. And I, I was ignorant to the fact that it goes it goes way beyond Tuskegee. You know what I mean? That was from the 20s to the 70s, but we also had the Retina, Retina A uh, trials on prisoners uh, that, that were coerced into that. And that was in the 50s to the 70s. Um, and all the way back to slavery, um, they were experiment, experimenting on us, kind of similar to what was going on with the uh, in, in, in the concentration camps with the Jews. Um, and we don't get a lot of credit for a lot of the medical advancements that were made, you know, from yeah, our man. pain and our suffering. So I say all that to say, I understand the, the, the hesitation, but I don't think a lot of people understand with this Moderna vaccine, it was a black doctor who helped develop that. That's it. You know what I'm saying? It. Now, does that mean a black doctor can't have ill intent or serve the pharmaceutical companies or, you know, but it, it does kind of take away from some of the, you know, the stigma around it from some of the black community. Now, I'm pretty sure a lot of people aren't aware of that, you no, know? No. So that's my point of view on it is, it's just do your research and you might be surprised what you find out, you know? No, I agree with you, man. And uh, I had the chance when I was in, in school, man, I had the chance to read the book, Medical Apartheid. And that's when I started learning about I it. I saw that one, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, the whole J. Marion Sims thing to do with gynecology, you know, he was doing gynecology on black females, like mm -hmm. the, I think they call it the forcep or whatever the tool that mm -hmm. they used mm -hmm. to forgot, you know, he was using that on black slaves with no anesthesia. So like you said, you know, he got a statue mm -hmm. and he's just a long, he's part of a long tradition of us dis distrusting, you know, the government, man, you know, and, and like you were saying with the trials on prisoners, we just had something this year, man, and Immortal Technique and others were talking about it. They was, you know, they was doing experiments and allowing women, you know, forcibly, you know, sterilizing women just this year. Yeah, yeah, you know that was in the, in the, in the uh, I call them concentration camps, but in the detainment camps, yeah, pumping them, they were first sterilization, and of course, they finally exposed it. And then the doctor claimed, No, I wasn't doing it, and you know, it, but yeah, yeah, they were they were they were literally removing women's uh, they were giving them hysterectomies, yeah, against the, against the uh, some of them didn't even know they had the procedure done, exactly, until, yeah, you know, so yeah, you know, um. And then it's funny you mentioned that statue too, because they, they, they've actually taken that statue down and they're talking about replacing it with the slaves who were, who were experimented upon. The statues, it's like Betsy, and I forget the name of the other two slaves who were, who were, who were the main 
experimentees. I don't know if that's the proper word, Damn. but um, yeah. So they took taking his statue down, and they're talking about replacing it with the the people who actually sacrificed their bodies to to allow those medical advancements and achievements. So yeah. Man, that's important that that's done because, you know, we would, we would be remiss if we didn't mention Henrietta Lacks. Of course, Henrietta Lacks, where the healer cells came from, is another example. But, you know, it's I get like you said, I get why people are hesitant when you consider all that history. But I actually found out about the black woman who invented it through Twitter. I swear Twitter is like a genius. Like, I think it's a yeah. uh, I, I don't want to butcher her name. I think it's like Kazemia. Corbett or something like that. I think. Yeah, I saw name. the name too. I was like, I'm not even gonna try. I don't even want to mess it up. I <laughs> yeah. feel like I already messed it up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, nah, man. Like like you said, that that should that should ease people. But I just hate to say it, man. We we, we in a year, man. We had an administration give people twelve hundred dollars and say thug it out. I think people just like nah. Yeah. Man, nah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they just argued over whether we should get unemployment or a one-time six hundred dollar check and claim that in order to get the six hundred dollar check, they would have to take it out of unemployment. As if we didn't give a trillion dollar tax cut to the rich. As Again. if we don't pour billions into the military industrial complex. You know, we're talking about corporate corporate welfare. We're talking about uh, you know, all these things that we can find excess amount of money for, but we got Ron Johnson on the floor arguing about once again the debt and the deficit. Anytime that's getting the power, all of a sudden we gotta worry about the debt and the deficit. But when they're in power, they run it up to the hill. <laughs> And you it know, it's funny, man. Ted Cruz was just talking about that. He said, I, he said, hold up. I've been saying it the whole time. As soon as Biden comes in, I'm going to mention the debt again. I was like, yeah, now everybody got gusto. Now everybody mm -hmm. wants to fight for what's right because he's lost. Mm -hmm. But when if it when it looked like he was still going to win, everybody was quiet. But, mm -hmm. you know, I say that just to say, man, you know, you, when you think about, I guess, the history of everything that this country has done, you know, I don't want to go too off our task. We've just not had a lot of faith in hospitals. That's why we have so many issues with, you know, even related to vaccines, we've had so many issues with preventable deaths in our community just because we don't want to go to the hospital. Black men die of prostate cancer because we don't want to go to the hospital and get that prostate checked because we don't trust it, you know? So Prostate, colon cancer. Um, oh, man. You see that black black uh, pregnant women are like twice, twice more likely to die in pregnancy. Man, you know, um, like is... that preventative medicine is the best way to fight disease and we don't, uh, mental health, we don't go seek out therapy because uh, we, we don't trust that the therapists understand us and can empathize with our lived experience. And we so, also I, feel like they might refer us to, you know, they might, you know, yeah. put us in a hospital, yeah. you know, that's yeah. a real and risk. Mental health against a black man is always weaponized. You know, it's, it's what do the cops always say? I don't know what he, have you heard about the most recent shooting of the black man who was entering his home in Columbus, Ohio? And he was shot in the back while he was entering his own home. Oh, and the officer man. claims that he went to the dentist and then he went, I don't mean to go off on a tangent. No, but I'm no, just go ahead. It's all related. They always weaponize like black men in an instant can go from a logical thought pattern to insane. And that's yes. how the stories never add up. He had gone to the dentist and he went to Subway to get a sandwich. And the officer claims he had a, 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 a concealed carry license. And when he's on his way home, the officer claims he just started waving his gun at him as he drove past. None of it makes any logical sense. Oh and then when God. he gets to his home, the officer claims he told him to put the, you know. So the whole point is that they always use mental health against us. You know, it's okay if you're a white man and you're having some issues, you can go seek therapy, but it's not okay to not be okay as a black man, you know. You know what, and, and to tie it into that, man, because what we're trying to say to everyone listening, 
it's not unreasonable for people to feel suspicious of the government and people make it seem like it's a conspiracy, but we have historical precedents for all these things. Like my lady, she, she was trying to get me to watch this show uh, with this actress. I, I think her, her actress works at like a, a, a mental facility and she was trying to like basically get clients put in there and put out. And I was like, I just don't want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Even though I know it's fiction, because mm-hmm. this could happen to somebody like me. And it mm-hmm. has happened to people like me. And it's the same with the vaccine, man. It's like, if we're not worried about our health, physically, we're worried about our mental health. Mm-hmm. And people keep saying, why be skeptical? You can do your research. And it's like, we've done research where we've shown, you know, at one point it was giving people lobotomies, according mm-hmm. to research, if you're being mm-hmm. technical. Yeah. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, uh, you know, to, to, to kind of play you know, devil's advocate for the United States, though. It's kind of yeah. like they can't win for losing kind of thing because they had a black nurse get the first injection injected by a black doctor because oh they didn't want God. us to feel Yo. like we're disproportionately impacted. And then when they did that, black people were like, why are they giving it to us first? <laughs> you know, what they want to see, how it's going to affect us. And then, it inject, you know, so Yo. giving it to us last or second, we would have been like, why are they giving it to the white people first? Why are they not giving it to, you know? So either way, it's like... No, I get that. Or, yeah, but it, that's because the United States is always so ready to move past the conversations of, of, of in, unequal treatment within any field. They always, oh, we've evolved past that. They don't understand how important it is to, to, to tailor the message specifically to us. If you want us to take this vaccine, you got to have a black doctor come out in a form that's accessible to us on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok, wherever. Or a, 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 a national address on one of the major uh, news networks, and they need to explain to us directly. This is why it's not going to harm you. This is why it's good that you take it. I take it. I trust it. This is the research we've done because there's a special case for African Americans in this nation. So you can't be surprised that people aren't just convinced by the fact that a black doctor worked on it. When I would say probably a good percentage of people aren't even aware of that to begin with. No, and I'm not I agree. Sure that would even sway most people. You know? And you know, I think the other part to add to that, you've you've also, you know, I remember when Obama was in office, somebody made a rap. I think it was uh I think it was J. Cole. He was talking about it took a black president to tell the Japanese sorry. Like we had a black president apologize for most of America's sins. Mm-hmm. We have yet to have a president that, that is not us apologize publicly for mm-hmm. these things. Like you said, we don't have people admitting the Tuskegee experiment was was done. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've had a lot of people that look like us say, well, what really happened? They didn't give them syphilis. I mean, or, yeah, they didn't give them syphilis. They allowed them to die from mm-hmm. having syphilis. They allowed them to be untreated. And they were convincing them that they were being treated. And that wasn't being addressed. So first, like you said, America has to acknowledge what is done to black people or allowed to happen to black people. And then you have to meet people where they are. Like a lot of times you, you got to think if you were to tell us, look, you guys got vaccines coming up and nothing happened to you. Yeah, that's true and all. But at the same time, you can also think of instances where it did not go properly for people. It was always a degree of risk. And if you want people to be not skeptical, you have to go above and beyond you know, I'm a viewer saying Obama's going to take the shot ain't going to convince me, dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's not the way to come at me. I don't care if you got a rapper to do a battle rap video. That's not going to make me do it. You know what I'm saying? You're going to mm-hmm. have to have black. You're going to have to have a black Dr. Fauci come before me and talk to me. And yeah, I'm going to have to look him up. Who worked on the Moderna vaccine come out. And, and, and you remember when Obama gave his whole we're not a nation of red states or blue states. Yeah, that. 
well, we need one of those for the vaccine. You know, we do. I'm going to take it because I've done my own research and I feel the thing that concerns me more is not it having some like um, some like significant genetic alteration of me. It's more of the side effects. That's what I'm concerned about. What are the side effects going to be after I take it? Because every drug has a side effect. And, you know, we're, we're more susceptible to lupus. We're more susceptible to colon cancer. We're more susceptible to diabetes. So how will this impact us differently just based on our genetics, you know, and how Black people's genetics don't respond the same way that white people's genetics or Asian people or Southeast Asian people or, you know, so, Latino. So, yeah. I wanted to piggyback off that. because So I just read an article where the the lady was like, she wants to restore trust and people having, you know, trust in medicine brick by brick. I, I don't want to be this person. How I heard about her was through Twitter. But of course, Twitter mentioned, of course, how with her, she made some, some comments about her personal dating preferences. And mm -hmm. that took the precedence when she was first working on it. That's what got to people's timelines first. Some comments mm -hmm. she made about her dating preferences and black people, and that automatically turned a lot of people off. Now, should it be about that? No, but let's be real. It's like the same with Obama. Before he did that more perfect union speech, he mm -hmm. had to address this Jeremiah Wright thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's the same thing. And with her, I know it should not be about that, but that's literally the first thought that came in my mind. Like, yeah, you were probably a very talented immunologist. I think that's the word or whatever you want to say. But I'm also wondering, now the skeptical part of me is like, do you really care about me? Or is this really more about your career? Does it really matter if there are side effects for people that look like me? Because you do you consider yourself like me? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean, yeah, when you look at what Fox News does, every time Fox News wants to buttress it's racism, it brings on a black face mm. to serve oh, as, the, man, as kind it. of like the normalizer for, you know, the inherent abnormality of racism you know mm -hmm. what i mean they'll bring on a a, a a kevin jackson or a uh you know it doesn't matter you know david Man. webb all of these david so i mean webb, how do we know you're not serving as a face for because it's not just about um racism it's also about uh predatory capitalism and mm -hmm. how much this is meant to serve big pharma exactly as That's opposed what I thought. To, you know somebody's got a profit off of it why you think it's being doled out so slow how come exactly. they can't do it to us all? Why do we have to do it in, 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 in some trials. kind of like hierarchy type? Okay, first these people get it because the, the uh, pharmaceutical companies got to make a profit. That's it. You know what I mean? And, and that's the thing. That's why I'm so passionate about uh, Medicare for all. That's why I'm so passionate about getting money out of politics and the influence of lobbyists and think tanks and, and, and consultants and all that kind of stuff. Well, because it puts a middleman between you and your medicine, between you and your doctor, between you and your representative in government. You know, let's let's have that conversation, because I think that's an important convo to talk about. So we, we you know, people are excited to not have uh, Trump in there, which I get it. But the question is, this man that we're putting in there doesn't support Medicare for all, to my knowledge. Mm -hmm. How do you not support Medicare for all? Like, yo, we have a real issue that we don't want to address. I, I was listening to this guy, Adolf Reed, and he was talking about how the left has become the right. They're, mm -hmm. they're not even yeah. people oh, worried no, about they're, the they're, far left. The, the true left are the progressives. That's, that's, that's it. The, uh, that's AOC. That's, and, that's AOC. And then you've even got further left, like Jimmy Dore, you know, as far as like uh, p uh, political commentators, they don't even think they're going far enough. Mm. You know I mean, but I, I've always said, we only have two two distinct sides now. We have the center, mm. the, the, the center right, and we have the right. 
And, and, and Obama, I mean, what was the, you know, look at what all the issues we need to be spoken to. And, and Obama sat on the sideline for the, the large majority of Trump's first term. Then he comes out to speak against defund the police. Yep. And dude, let's, let's <laughs> Are have, you kidding me? Dude. And I, I think that wording was, was foolhardy. I it don't was. Think it was great wording because it, it, it literally means uh, restructure. Reallocate or restructure, yeah. yes. Yeah, budget, like um, Eddie Gloss says from, from Princeton, budget your values yes. is what it means. Uh, but so it wasn't great wording but for obama all the things you could you could be talking you could be educating Dude. people about the vaccine or about but you're talking about because they are so worried about placating the sensibilities of racists and, and this is the part that's wild you had a book too you got a book too coming up obama that's why you had to get on your, yeah, your stump yep. but let's keep it real we've we've got clips of you saying that you you look up to ronald reagan all you dims say you look up to the man that steered the country to the right and you want to beat the right at being more conservative and you've done it you've done well when 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 all these major killings were taking place you did these symbolic gestures and we ate it up i include myself when trayvon martin got killed you said he could have been my son when when the south carolina thing happened you you sung amazing grace no. And, and and you know what I'm saying? I'm just being real. And what about even recently when they all took a knee? When all of the, the centrist with the, with the corporate cloth? With the, with the cloth on. <laughs> <laughs> this really happened in 2020, bro. People were doing the Cupid shuffle with police and yeah. they was wearing Kente cloths. <laughs> Oh my you God! Give you any any direct aid or no no universal basic income, <laughs> no, no no checks, nothing. But she'll take a knee with with the cloth on. You know, it's all so it's it's performative politics. It's oh not my God, meant to have bro. any kind of substantive impact. You know, so uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's the part where people are worried, man. And I, I, we have an issue with older generations being unwilling to let go of the reins. And mm -hmm. you know, you and I aren't far in age, but we're able to just see. Look, man. People in my age group and our age group and below her, they are already okay with democratic socialism. They're okay with that. Mm -hmm. And I know Fox socialism News is going to make a it a dirty word. It, yeah. Exactly, Fox and, News. And we all know it's not the same kind of socialism from Venezuela. It's not the Cuban socialism. Exactly. We're not talking about, we're just talking, we're not even talking about taking the means of production and totally giving it to the people. No. It's more of a hybrid of capitalistic and socialistic approaches. It's, it's re know, redistributing that wealth. Your fire department. You get socialism through your mail, through, through the mail being delivered. You get socialism from schools. your local police, schools. A lot of these private enterprises wouldn't be allowed to operate with without some kind of license from the government. You know, so exactly. it all works hand in hand. You know, I definitely, I believe in capitalism. I want to make too. money. I think people should be able to develop an idea, and, but there should be some kind of safeguards in there, you know, and that's all we're asking for. You know, I, the Democratic Party no, no longer operates for the working class. They operate mm. for the donors, for the think tanks, for the, for the, uh, um, who's, who's, the who's the one that, that, that Biden just put in? Um, ah, her name escapes me. But um, she's the like Native American lady. Yeah, yeah, For yeah. housing. And, uh, and progressives. I think she's the head of like. Um, uh, Is it housing or transportation? Or oh, transportation? I think yeah. Uh, 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 Nira Tandon. Okay, yeah, yeah. Nira Tandon. You know, she's like, she worked for the uh, Center for American Progress. You know, you see how they hijack words like pro pro progress? Yeah. They, that's another thing amongst the progressive caucus. There's a lot of non-progressives in there, you know? They, it, it, you know, they know how to infiltrate and di dilute. They put Joe Manchin into the Democratic Party. He's obviously really a Republican. You know, they put Kamala Harris into the prog progressive movement. She's obviously really a centrist. Exactly. You know I mean? So that's how they, they dilute our movements. They, they infiltrate them. Well, 
Have you heard about the new issue now with, you know, now people are upset because uh, Black Lives Matter is trying to start a pact mm-hmm. and, and get, because they want to be a part of the Biden administration. And mm-hmm. a lot of the chapters have been saying, y'all want to have a pact, but y'all been getting all this national funding and none of the chapters are saying it. Mm-hmm. So we've got all these issues where you, mar- you branded yourself as, I'm a, let's be real, you branded yourself as progressive black. Uh, you, 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 you capitalized off of trying to be in the vein of the, of the Panthers, but you're not really Marxist. You're not mm-hmm. really radical. You're really centrist. Mm-hmm. And you, you got money from all these groups. And now you want to go sit with this administration, a progressive mm-hmm. grassroots organization that wants to be a part of PAC and mm-hmm. get some of that money because that's what it yeah. is it's not about yeah. helping people i mean it was the same thing with the uh with the platinum plan oh, and ice cube and little wayne and, and i mean at the end of the day i was trying to tell people was cube right though this. you saw it now was cube right though uh I, I mean in what regard i was he right in the sense of wanting to hold them responsible maybe in that sense that wasn't the way to do it but maybe he was yeah, right I mean, in saying I mean, we should have got something go, before i mean I think it was just a lack of transparency on Q's part and maybe a little bit of political naivete of not understanding that. It doesn't matter what you intend to do in politics. It's all about how it looks. The truth mm. is not really shit in politics. And I think Q got, got a bad, dealt a bad hand because unlike Wayne, Pump, and- uh, He's supposed to know better. The time, 50, he wasn't endorsing Trump. Nah. But I, I, uh, somebody who's a little bit more politically astute wouldn't go meet with Jared Kushner. There's no- I don't even see the point. In that. You know, I mean, you met. It's like meeting with Massa for abolition. But but, but didn't uh didn't my man uh who wrote Powernomics? God dang, what's my man's name? Oh, oh, is, that's not Tennessee Coates. Is no, it? no, no. Uh, oh. what's what's the, what's my man's name who wrote Powernomics and wrote all the books for economics that that uh ah, uh, is he a black black guy? Yeah, the black ah. Uh, I'm gonna look it up, but you know the dude who wrote Powernomics. He met with uh Claude. Was it Claude Anderson? Okay, Claude Anderson. Okay. Yeah, Claude right. Anderson. I don't know if he met with Jared Kushner, but they said Kanye mentioned powernomics to him. That that still does not make the case any better. But I guess it's just what you're saying, just political naivete and the wrong people having the ability to speak for people. Oh, I just think sometimes people get confused identifying the problem. Like we can both identify a problem, but if we don't want to go for the same solution, I mean, you know, it's kind of like the, the conflict of... Uh, right-wing populism to left-wing populism. Left-wing populism thinks it comes from, you know, reallocating tax revenue to, mm-hmm. to the working class. And right-wing populism thinks it's all about Latino immigrants coming across the southern border. Everything is, you yes. know, like, always comes back down to like, oh, so y'all really just xenophobes. You know, it really doesn't have anything to do with any kind of real economic populism. So it's just, I think that's the issue I have with some of these guys thinking they can go meet with these these ultra damn near white supremacist politicians and make progress for the black community it and that's where obama and that's where i think my issue with obama was you know i'm because i've been listening to his book lately too he really was trying hard to convince white people that never really cared about him anyway that mm. he that you know we're not so bad and da, da, da. and you were trying so hard to convince them for them not to care for them mm-hmm. still to hate you Mm-hmm. And to them to, to destroy what you were trying to build. So it's like, you would have came out better putting yourself on the cross for us, mm-hmm. but you put, your, you put yourself on the cross for everybody but us. Uh, and then he comes out 12 years later and then treating it like it's still 08 with the whole, no, don't talk to me, the police. You don't want to make the white people uncomfortable. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, motherfucker, we out here with Nina Turner. Hello, somebody. We ready to punch a motherfucker in their mouth for what we got to do. Hey, we Nina's... 
cold, go along and get along and, you know, let's all work together. I don't want to work with a white supremacist. Why do I need to placate the sensibilities of a white supremacist? I don't get this. What is, you know what the truth is, though? Because they understand in order to truly expand the base in a progressive sense, you have to expand the base towards working class. They no longer cater to the working class. They mm. cater to the college, you know, master degrees, PhD, elite. So they, the only way to expand that base is to move to the right. So that's what they're doing. Look at MSNBC. Look at the entire party. It's shifting away from left-leaning politics to right to right-leaning center politics. That's what all of this is about. And that's why, you know, they immediately came out the gate. Defund the police. Defund the police was just a, a cover to kind of uh to 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 handicap the progressive left. Mm. It was just a way of telling the left, shut up. Because like every progressive that ran on Medicare for all got they stopped them. They Easy. stopped them. Bernie, they stopped. No, they uh, stopped Bernie, but look at Cori Bush, look at AOC, look at Ilhan Omar, look at Rashida, all won re-election easily. Mm. And none of them ran on defund the police and they all ran on Medicare. Defund the police was an activist slogan, not a progressive politician slogan. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it was. it's not about any of that. It's just about making sure that... Th the Democratic Party works for the donors and not for the people because the Democrat. See, the problem is a lot of the older Democratic voters still equate Democratic Party with labor and working mm -hmm. class. And they, they've they they've been moved from that. Yeah, they done with that. But they still give lip service to it on MSNBC. You turn on Joy Reid and she's talking about, you know, black people and gay people. Uh, and it's all identity politics to cover up for class, you know, inequality. So can we have a convo about that, too? So we, we got a bad thing. Look, I already knew. I already knew we've had a black elite for years because I'm reading the black bourgeois, E. Franklin Frazier. We, we've known about it. They have been so active this year and maintaining this power structure that is so evident now. I can't even watch certain shows. I'm not going to mention a name because I may one day possibly get the opportunity yeah, yeah, to be right. on there and become a staff. But said, that wasn't me, Joy Reid. That was him. That was him. <laughs> Hey, Charlemagne, bro, I, I talk yeah. about you, but I want to be on there, bro. Selena <laughs> Maxwell, I might not agree with you. Hey, first of all, Selena's beautiful. But anyway, um, I might not agree with her, but I want to come on the show. Can That's I it. But yeah. no, man, they, they've done a good job of keeping... This was the year where we could have got so much stuff done in one year, and they did so much work to ensure the minimal was, was achieved in a year. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. this was the year to push, agitate, get everything done, pushed for, and the black elite was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Slow down, slow down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, the, that's, that's James Clyburn all day. When Clyburn came out and said, I know Joe, but he didn't tell you what he knows about Joe. He just goes, I know Joe, go vote for Joe. <laughs> and I was just like, you know Joe, so you know his history then. You nah. know what he did. You know what he did to uh, Anita Hill. You know yep. about his time working with segregationists. You know about what he did with the credit card companies. You know about his history. He, Obama didn't pick him because he's a liberal. He picked him because he was conservative. And, and he would help Obama sew up that white vote. Like, and Did guess you hear who? how Joe was talking to the civil rights leader? I mean, Man. the act on like, we don't have leaders, but the activists, <laughs> Brother, it, was, it, was like, it was unbelievable. I was listening to it again yesterday. And before I get to that, let me retire. And guess what show had James Clyburn on the show? My mm -hmm. fellow South Carolinian, you know what I'm saying? I'm listening to your lead. I was like, I see what y'all doing. The mm -hmm. strings is being pulled. I see it. That's smart. But... To, to go back off that, man, I'm sorry. It's just so funny, bro. I've never seen Al Sharpton. When he was, when Biden was raising his voice with them, Al was looking like, yes, dad, I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, Al Sharpton has literally sold his soul to MSNBC. <laughs> 
Like MSNBC is now in full earn- ownership of Al Sharpton's soul. They got so all they, parts of it. They're gonna have to buy it back from MSNBC. <laughs> I, I mean, he went from like he is Al Sharpton of MSNBC now. We should have saw him trying to parse when it when we were in the primaries with Bernie. I mean, Bernie's platform was just naturally more aligned to what you would think Al Sharpton would represent. Yeah, he was literally pretending to not be aware of the fact that Bernie's platform was more advantageous than. I don't even know what the platform of Kamala and Joe Biden is. To be honest, not Trump. That's uh, it. And, and, you know, here's the thing. I remember I was looking into it and I was listening to a in. Ah, shoot. I was listening to NPR. Sorry. Listen to NPR podcast. And they were talking about Kamala's time in Cali. And the one thing the activist said, she said, I can't say she's progressive, but I will say she'll listen to you. And Mm -hmm. I was like, damn, that's that's really the bar. Mm hmm. Like, we can listen to me. You're going to listen to what I say and be like, no, I understand. And I respect the nuances. All right, back to what we were saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I lost my thought. No, no, you're all good, man. <laughs> no, no, you're all good. It'll yeah. come to you. But that's, you know, but, it's just, that's where we at with it. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, yeah, I, I lost my train of thought. But um, we were man. talking about, no, you're good. We were talking about Kamala, California. We were talking about Al Sharpton at MSNBC. We were talking about how my man Al Sharpton basically <laughs> has allowed that big money to get him to be quiet. Like they used, I didn't, you know, I've been listening to a little bit of what Yvette Carnell was saying. Man, they've used Al Sharpton to silence black criticism for a long time, man. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, been I very mean, effective. You know, watching Al Sharpton <laughs> pretend to not understand that <laughs> Medicare for all, free public college, the Green New Deal, uh, uh, raising the, in, in, in the minimum wage is more advantageous for the black community than access to health care. It's just astounding, you know, but on, on MSNBC and in that world, like even with, with, with somebody like Kamala Harris, it's only so, so far you're allowed to go when you're operating within the machine. There's only so, oh, that's what I was going to say when I lost the train of thought, that the, that the center left hates progressives more than they hate the right wing. It is people who are pro-labor that really trigger them, you know? So for Al Sharpton to kind of acclimate to the whole structure of MSNBC, he had to kind of brush aside a lot of his more populist, labor-centric points of view and really just push this identity. See, I'm not one of these people who's opposed to identity politics. I think identity politics is important, but it can't just be the only thing that's focused on. And that's my concern with like a Al Sharpton with a Kamala Harris. I feel I, I just fear that their main focus is going to be black this, LGBT that, and and ignoring class mm. issues, class issues call for you to call out both parties, not just the conservatives, but the corporate Democrats too. You know what I so, mean? So here's the issue, and mm. this is where I, I feel to a degree I hate to admit it. This is kind of where like a a very extreme person like Candace Owens has a point. One side does capitalize off of promoting race exclusively as a policy. The other mm-hmm. side refuses to acknowledge race, though, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is the side she's caping for. But everybody is ignoring class. Everybody wants to say, look, I, I've got the, the I've got the minorities like, you know, Biden was over there. He was like, you know, in 2040, you know, white Europeans are going to be a minority and you mm-hmm. guys are going to have to work with the Hispanics mm-hmm. because it's more of them than you. It, brother, it ain't even about the color. Yeah. Yeah. It's about, are you giving them more of the pie than me? Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. really, or let's be real. Do any of us have pie to eat? Y'all mm-hmm. got all the pie. We giving tax breaks to billionaires. I mean, they, they don't want to talk about, 
They'll talk identity because that aligns with, with, with what they're pushing on, but they can't talk about economics because they have to call themselves out. Mm. You know, because because Nancy Pelosi and, and, and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and- They're getting uh, money. Buttigieg, they don't answer to us. They answer to their donors. Mm. That, that's what stands between us and, and the policies that we want. We can't have Medicare for all because of all the donations that Joe Biden gets from private insurance. You know, we can't we can't lower the price of, of, of medicine because of all the donations that Joe Biden gets from pharmaceutical companies. You know what I mean? That's why Al Sharpton can only go on MSNBC. They always talk on MSNBC. They're all for LGBT equality. They're all for issues that address racism. You know, they'll talk about police brutality. But if it comes down to economic inequality, you, you don't hear anything about Mm-hmm. Medicare for all, or even healthcare in general, really, as a policy on these networks. And it's not <clears> just bringing up MSNBC, but it's ABC News, uh, NBC News, uh, CBS, uh, you know, uh, 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 CNBC, C-SPAN, all of them. Any of them. Yeah. yeah, all of them. You know, most of them, they don't touch policy. That's why during the uh, main election, Pete Buttigieg was like, let's just concentrate on, you know, what, the, the, what we represent morally and ethically. Let's not think too much about policy because when you think about policy you realize it's not the democrats like to create this kind of binary choice where the the republicans are bad and we're the good guys but really the republicans are the globetrotters and the democrats are the washington generals they are paid to lose Mm. you know what i mean they are paid to to serve as a as a as you know as as the fall guy for for conservative predatory capitalism and greed because both parties have their hand in a pot not just you you know and I think that's the problem. I think that's the problem with a lot of what we're so we're focusing on. We're distrustful, not really of more so the government. We're distrustful of all the hands of corporate corporate money involved in everything. Mm-hmm. Like on a real level, with big pharma, we've already seen how you can speed up a vaccine in a year. You can speed up mass production of something in a year, mm-hmm. but you don't have the ability to disseminate information to people like in that same mm-hmm. amount of time. Mm-hmm. So I'm distrustful of big pharma now because of this. I'm distrustful of the people that look like me because I see the obvious strings behind what you're doing. And yep. even the things, yep. even on a, on a minor level, even the things that I get information from, even, you know, I used to watch certain shows. I'm like, what's the angle on it? Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I'm, I, you know, I, when I really fell off on corporate media is when they ran Melissa Harris Perry up out of there. Oh, and I was man. like, I was like, I like now her. I see what this shit is really, because there, it was at the start of, I think this was the 2016 campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, and they told her, we want you to focus more on the, on the race. And she's like, this is not what my show is here for. My show is here to, to, to feed substance into the black community. That's what you guys brought me on for. But they, you know, they, they wanted her to corporatize herself, you know, and, and, and I, even somebody like a James Clyburn, he uses his history in civil rights, his history as a black man. I mean, some of the most corrupt politicians are a part of the Congressional Black Caucus. <clears throat> Bro. Just on the default of being a part of the CBC does not make you immune to corporate influence and corporate corruption. It is pervasive throughout the entire government. I mean, even somebody like, you know, we talk about the need to, to tailor a message specifically to black people. I was severely disappointed in Bernie Sanders during the primary because he refused to speak directly to black people. Yep. Somebody as woke and as in, and as tuned in as Bernie didn't understand you got to talk to us directly or we don't trust you. Yep. I knew Bernie. I've been a fan. Of, I've been I'm not a fan, but a supporter of Bernie for, for what, a decade? But most people didn't. And he refused. He was like, I just want to keep it class. I just want to keep it a all-encompassing. No, no, no. Ain't no all-encompassing when you're talking about black folk. 
especially when you're talking about a demographic that you rely upon to win, you know, mm -hmm. we, and, and, and so here's another issue now because they're splitting, they're splitting the love. You can publicly say, thank you, black women. You got Don Lemon and them. Thank you, black women for your loyalty. We're going to put y'all in positions. Don't split it because black mm -hmm. men and black women voted in their own, voted in their same interests, yeah, but you're yeah. splitting it now. So you could talk directly to black women, but you can't talk directly to black people. Yeah. And then you got people like with Kamala, she was like, I'm not just going to do anything specifically for black people. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? But what you, you, you capitalized off of, I, you know, I went to Howard and I'm yeah, an yeah. AKA. I was that black little girl, Mr. Biden. And I, no, you, you know, weren't. Yeah. No, you weren't. Yeah, but she don't want to talk about how she was one of the most go get them, lock them up uh, DAs. You know Dog. what I mean? And I mean, oh, oh, it was my bad. Was she district attorney or attorney general? I tend to get those two mixed up. She was a DA first, and then I think uh, I want to say she was a DA first. Then she became attorney general for California. Oh, okay, okay. I want to yeah. say that. Don't quote. She me. was the top cop. Yeah, she That's was the top. Okay. That's what they call. But dog, yeah. it was funny because people say y'all ain't y'all didn't. You know, one of my homegirls. Well, I don't say homegirls. A girl I went to school with. She was like, man, y'all have never fine tooth comb looked over anybody like this. I said, but it's so glaring, y'all. Like. Mm -hmm. I didn't know who Deltris Richardson was. And I started looking. I was like, a lot of suspect things happen under your watch. You mm -hmm. had to do mm -hmm. some things. Like, you could say you're progressive for not wanting death penalty and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But it's like, you were locking people up for skipping school? No, locking their parents <laughs> up. Their parents. Your kids didn't go to school. And the parents could get locked up. The kids not coming to school. I mean, how, you know. Uh, even even that crap she pulled during the primary with Medicare for All, where she endorsed it and then didn't endorse it and then endorsed it. And then, I mean, she was going whichever way she thought was most advantageous for her own ambition and her own goal. Yep. Or just uh, saying that you you love Snoop and Pac is your favorite living rapper and you, you smoke weed with Snoop. Come on, man. You ain't got to do that for us. But that's so, but that's so, you know, I love it. Our people. Or I'm not saying our people, but people that look like us in politics, they do that all the time. Mm -hmm. We we liked Obama because the brother had a nice jumper and he could, you know, he could act like he could perform black actions when we needed that it. That MLK cadence. You oh, yeah, that's it. A little, little tinge of MLK with the soaring rhetoric. But nobody wants to talk about the fact that MLK was a socialist who who spoke against the ills of the Democratic moderate. And that's he why they the were getting it. Black progress is the white moderate, not the white radical, not the conservative racist, the white. That's why I, I, I totally agree with you about Candace Owens. You know, she perpetuates the cycle of white supremacy and, and, and self-hatred, but she makes a good point about the Democratic Party and the weaponizing of identity, uh, especially sexual orientation and race, mm -hmm. to, to not have to talk. The reason why a lot of Black men defected was economic. There was not a clear-cut economic plan being That's offered. It. You know, where Black women, it, it, there's, a, there's a bevy of issues when it comes to the Supreme Court and reproductive rights. There's a, you know, we're not a monolith. <clears throat> no, I mean? man. So, I mean, and... We all kind of go our way and make our own decisions and black women did what they did but like you said as a as a collective entity they lost a percentage of the black vote because they did not have an economic message that spoke to us luckily the fear of trump kind of it trumped you know, it <laughs> overcame that and it allowed biden to, to to carry the day but you know yeah so and man i i think i think that's the saddest part about this like to to i guess swing it all back we don't have at least with obama we had a figure even if we were skeptical, we trust it. But mm -hmm. now the other dynamic that he introduced, 
he made it popular to silence critique. Mm-hmm. Anybody who was black, like Cornell and Tavis, man, they was killing them, saying they were all type of haters. Mm-hmm. But now it's 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 okay to to be critical of him. Well, I mean, it's you, the same thing now. You see what they you see what they did <clears throat> with Tavis. I mean, they literally they they uh, I forget what it's called. They doxed him, mm-hmm. you know, with all of the sexual harassment stuff and da, da, da. oh no, that was just a way to silence the brother. They did. You know, he was doing too much. He was saying, I mean, there's a uh, vindictiveness from the corporate left, boy. I, well, the corporate center, but for the sake of the conversation, we'll, we'll call say him the left. Guy. Yeah. I mean, you see what I mean. One of my favorite commentators is Jank Ugar, and he ran for Senate. And I mean, they just, they just, uh, his co-host is a woman. Uh, he's Armenian. His co-host is a Turkish woman. But they framed it that he hates all women. And I mean, I mean, the, the left. I mean, you saw what they did to Bernie in Iowa during the mm. primaries. So, I mean, it's not just the right wing that can play dirty electoral politics that can get in the mud. The <clears throat> Democrats are are are. are Thoroughly Man, corrupt. let's be real. What they and and it ain't even about me being a Bernie fan or supporter. He's lost twice just off of sabotage, mm-hmm, off mm-hmm. of sabotage from a party. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm gonna be real. People are so afraid. If AOC, if AOC were to start her own party, I I'm more inclined to say more people would join than people want to admit, mm-hmm. because. The fact that people are actively fighting against a Green New Deal and actively promoting fracking, mm-hmm. actively promoting fracking. It's I mean, like, I mean, wow. just We're in the middle of a pandemic. We have millions of people unemployed and you still have Joe Biden promoting uh, uh, profit driven employer based health care. When millions of people don't even have an employer to get there. I mean, how could you not be pushing for Medicare for all right now? Because the incentive is not about helping people. The incentive is about the donors. Yep. It's about it's about the lobbyists. It's about the think tanks. It's about the consultant groups. It's, you know, it's about the super PACs. It's not about, and, there, and all those service like layers, walls in yep. between the people <clears throat> and the policy. You know, and that's really, I mean, this is the perfect time to be pushing for Medicare for all. Yep. How can you be pushing for a for-profit, you know, employer-based system when you literally have people standing in food lines who and, desperately need that coverage? And then this is what you do. When you have radical voices rise up, if they're not a Black woman, then you got to make it seem as if there's division. Mm-hmm. And if they are Black women, you allow them to elevate, but you encourage them to promote divisive rhetoric. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, I think, man, it's just wild. Like, I'm not a, I'm not going to say I'm just an ad. Like, I'll give an example. Nick Cannon had quite a year this year. But mm-hmm. the crazy part is that Nick Cannon has been more risky with his platform than people with more money than him that look like him. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I agree with everything he's done, but how is it that he's risked his platform to pro- promote progressive voices in a sense more than other groups have? Mm-hmm it just kind of just goes to show me that there's a, there's an intentional mindset of in politics, Look, we are going to elevate, we're going to elevate one group. We're going to promote a divisive record. Even if it's not true, we're going to mm-hmm. promote that there's division between black men and black women. We're going to highlight black men voting in higher numbers, even though black women voted in higher numbers for Trump too. Mm-hmm, and we're going to make it seem like, all right, now I'm going to give these black academics like Brittany Cooper and other people online. We're going to get them to say, look, see, yeah, black Brittany Cooper men, from salon, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she was saying, you know, black men are traitors and we're, you know, and we're, we're selling the black race out because we want to be white men. And I'm just like, y'all are promoting a false or, or, narrative. Or like Johnson calling them the island of misfit black girls, you know, and they use those kind of, he was talking about Brianna, uh, 
I always have to think about Game of Thrones. Taylor. Joy Gray, not Gray Joy. Okay. <laughs> I, I love Brianna Joy Gray, by the way. She is yeah. awesome. Um, yeah, he was talking about her and Nina Turner, and he said they were they come from the island of misfit black girls. They take these sanitized corporate black faces like Zerlina Maxwell, Jason Johnson. Uh, there's a whole bevy of these. Oh my god. Oh, uh, the the king of them. Uh, ah, what's his name? A uh, uh, brother from CNN uh that went to Morehouse. Uh, um uh Bakari Sellers. Oh yeah Bakari yeah my Sellers boy from out. South Carolina yeah. yeah oh my god this man Bakari Sellers <laughs> out you know what I mean like Paul <laughs> Pelosia he what do you say she's a lion of the senator she's a she's a a, a, a tiger in the cell like oh nah you you didn't hear my man he was like we're over here trying to save the nation and here you guys are getting reared up over a term. Nah, bro, stay in your box right now. Stay in your box right now, Bakari. Like, ah, oh, man. No, that's a young, that's a young James Clyburn right that's there. What, that's what, that's who he is. That's yeah. who he is. You know, so even with, with the corporate, corporatization of Black Lives Matters, because, you know, they have Black Lives Matters that's in the streets and then they have Black Lives Matters Incorporated. That's, that's what I'm saying. You know, that's so, what I'm saying. Yeah. It all becomes this... this, this this shallow identity stuff to cover up for the fact that we're a lot closer aligned, you know, when it comes to economic issues, they get black people to, to, to vote based on identity. They get white people to vote based on racism against you know their self-interest. I mean, you know what I mean? Because if you remove these barriers then a lot of it would all be for these, these populists. Cause if like, like if you separate Bernie's platform from Bernie, all of his platform positions are incredibly popular. Yep. Uh, Medicare for all free public college, getting money out of politics, paid family leave, green new deal, uh, minimum wage increase, all of them oh, immense support, but you attach them to the, to the man and mm -hmm. all of a sudden, you know, and that's how the Democrats, they, they demonize the messenger, but they, they, they ignore the, the, the potency of the message.